Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday morning Confident Coaches Call. I'm so glad you could be here with us. Um, big hearty shout out to everybody who's joining us live. I know 8 o'clock on a Monday morning is uh, sometimes a little difficult for people, so I appreciate you showing up. Um, also, for those of you who are in the United States listening, uh, thank you for uh, having patience with us last week. It was a great holiday week for us. Um, the We had our Independence Day this week, and uh, I know our family just really enjoyed being together with one another. Um, we spent a lot of time outside and ate a lot of food a lot of food. Uh, so <laughs> this week is kind of getting back into routine and um, getting some work done. So thank you for showing up again. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, let's jump right in this morning. So this morning I'm talking about building rapport for ethical influence. So what does that mean? Well, First of all, I've, I've done a lot of traveling the last several months, and I've had a lot of conversations with coaches um, about coaching, um, talking about processes, techniques, kind of the who, the how, the why, the, you know, everything that you need to know about coaching. And one intriguing conversation really made me think about how I build rapport and what resources are out there for coaches. So the, the question came from a very experienced coach. So, so this was a coach who has been in the educational field working with teachers in a classroom setting, um, coaching them on things like um, working on their curriculum, literacy instruction, things like that, for at least 10 years. Um, she's been trained using multiple models and frameworks, um, but never really knew until we were talking about how important rapport is to the process of coaching and definitely didn't know how to build it. And this made me think and, and really think about you all who listen to these calls, and uh, really it inspired me to kind of put together some thoughts and ideas um, and reach out to some partners of mine who are also very experienced coaches who have had different training, um, and also reach out to our world-renowned faculty in the John Maxwell team um, who are, basically training thousands of us around the world on how to, to be really high-quality coaches, okay? So just a couple things to think about. Rapport. So I'm, I'm just going to start at this base idea that maybe not everybody even understands what rapport is. So rapport helps you make connections with other people and ethically influence them. Now, there's been some uh, research out in the personal growth and development world and the kind of sales influence world that shows you have about four seconds to make that good first impression. So four seconds with a new person. Well, let's say you're a salesman and you're out and you're trying to make a sale. You have four seconds to make an impression on that person to show them that we are alike we like each other, I see you, and we should do business together, okay? So if I had more time today, I would really share with you some of the things that I've been learning from my own mentors in this kind of space. 
Um, but I really want to share with you some thoughts on rapport today and just get you started with this. So rather than taking it from that theoretical kind of point of view, I really want to give you some how-tos and tips that you can practice right now, okay? All right. So we use these techniques so we can help and serve others, not manipulate them, although it could work that way. Okay, so that's why I say use your superhero powers for good. The measure of how well you're doing as a coach or leader is found in your participants' results. Okay, now rapport really opens the door for you to influence them in their thinking so that they get the results that they say they want. Okay, so how well they do really is a reflection on how intentional you are in the process. Now, this does not mean as a coach you come in and you tell your, your coachee what to do. This means that when you have the rapport, that open door between the two of you, you have more influence, which means your coachee will get the results they want. All right, so Rapport in the, the most basic, I guess, boiled down state is really trust, a mutual exchange. There's safety there, okay? Um, the coach and the coachee form a likeness or similarity together through spending time, and they develop a general likability for the other person. So if you're in a relationship with a coachee and there's no likability there, chances are that person's not getting the results. Um, if your, your client is not getting results in some area, you may need to focus on rapport, okay? So basically you trust each other and you want to spend time with one another. Now, I'm not talking about being best buddies, but you trust that, that person to help you with your growth, okay? You, you want to be on that call or in that meeting because you know it's going to help you. If there's hesitation or resistance there, you don't have rapport. So you see, rapport is needed for any type of collaboration to happen. If you don't like someone, i.e. you don't have rapport, you won't feel safe with them and it really limits your ability to collaborate and cooperate. So the goal is to establish rapport quickly. And you can do this by making it a conscious and thoughtful and intentional thing. Some people have a gift for this. Uh, we might call it charisma, right? But when you break down this piece of communication really into bite-sized chunks, even the most awkward of people can learn to build rapport, okay? So if you're, if you're great at it, if it comes naturally to you, perfect. If not, it's okay, you can learn this. If you don't spend time building this part of your coaching relationship in the beginning, you're gonna face huge barriers in your work together. And it might not be in the beginning, but you won't see them moving into those results, okay? Again, if you experience resistance at any point in this coaching relationship, it signals your lack of rapport. That means you must go back to the beginning. If your participant doesn't feel safe or that they trust you, they won't let you help them, okay? 
I know I've kind of repeated that a few times in, a, in different ways, but I, I did it because it's really, really important. See, a lot of people think that your, your coachee is not moving forward because you don't have the right goal or the right plan or um, they just don't do what they're told, right? When in reality, the, as I've worked with um, dozens, if not hundreds of coaching clients, uh, the one thing that I've noticed is that every single client that I have that does not move forward, there is something holding us back. And when I really dissect it, I view it as it goes right back to this rapport. Now, I will say that I've let maybe a handful of coaching clients go because they weren't moving forward. And it, of course, had to do with rapport. And when I would try to kind of backtrack and build that relationship Honestly, I'll tell you what, out of the five that I've released, I would say three, maybe four of them, so a good majority, uh, their boss hired me to come coach them. So they really didn't have the full buy-in of the process, and so there was already resistance there. And when I came in, there was not, not trust. And I wish that I would have spent more time building that trust with them as an individual before we went along in the process, okay? All right, so how does rapport work? Well, um, rapport is basically that perception of likeness, right? So it means that two people perceive themselves to be like each other, okay? Not, not you know, as, as little kids will say, oh, look, we're, we're twins, right? Not like that. They find commonality, something to agree on. Most of the time, this is really at that subconscious level, so they're not really even aware of it when they meet. That's why those four seconds are really, really important, because subconscious, our brains, our subconscious, our, our non-awake, aware, alert brains are speaking to each other, and it takes four seconds for you to determine a value about that person, okay? Now, unless you're trained to notice these things, you're not going to notice them. That's why what I'm sharing with you today is, is going to just blow your mind, all right? You might have a feeling that uh, something or, or maybe someone is off, but you don't really know why, right? Because your subconscious brain processes information a million times faster then you're conscious, you're awake, aware, alert brain. Some people call this their gut or their intuition, right? But rapport is really two people's subconscious brain or gut saying, hey, I like this guy, okay? So rapport is uh, 55 to 60% about body language, okay? Um, it, so how you say your words, um, feelings, the delivery of your words, 93% um, of, of this is unconscious communication. So again, stuff that you're not really aware of. 7% of communication is the actual words that you say. Now just think about that. 7% of communication is the actual words that you say. It's funny, I've had uh, many people in the last couple months come to me and have coaching for um, getting their, their next dream job. 
Uh, and so they always focus on this 7%. All right, what should I say if they ask me this? What should I say? And I say, no, 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 no. We're not talking about that because you already know the words that you need to say. And so we really focus on this 93% that's unconscious. Who do you want to be when you walk in that room? What, what do you want to feel when you're walking in and when they're asking you the questions? You know, how, how are you going to make sure that you're, you're feeling confident, right? So we focus on the subconscious so that when they go in, their brain will pull out the words that they need. That's very different than what most people do, right? You spend the weeks, if not, you know, months beforehand thinking about what's my answer going to be to this question, right? And you hope they answer, they ask you that question. Or have you ever had a, a, a conflict, right? And, or you knew you had to have a difficult conversation with somebody, and you run through a script in your head. Well, if they say this, then I'm going to say this. Well, then they might say this, and if they do, I'll say this, right? So you come up with all of these alternatives, when in reality, if you spent a little bit of time in the subconscious place, so your, your feelings, your values, your beliefs, your wants, your needs, right, and thinking about those things, you would have the words when the time came. Okay. All right, so let's talk about uh, a couple kinds of rapport. So there's actually three kinds of rapport. I'm not going to cover all three today. Um, I'm going to explain them briefly, and then I'm going to give you some tips. Okay, so the first is called matching. So this is literally where you match their movements. Okay, I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Um, mirroring. So mirroring is um, basically where you, you match their movements, but it's more in like a mirror image. So for example, if you're, you're with a person, um, maybe you're sitting across from them, uh, you're, it's literally like you're in a mirror. And there's a, a different psychological component to that. At, at a much higher level, though, and I'm not going to cover that today. And then the third one is called crossover mirroring. And the easiest way to explain this is that um, let's say your, your coaching participant or somebody in, a, in the sales process is doing something and you know that whatever they're doing is not helping them. For example, uh, sometimes I've been in uh, – coaching situations where somebody's getting really worked up, right? They're, they're telling their story and they're just, you can tell that anxiety is building and, and stress is there and you want them to reduce their stress. And so what I do is I pull out one of these crossover mirroring moments and I demonstrate for them subconsciously how to calm down, okay? So it's, it's not coming out and telling them, hey, you know, calm down but it's what I can do with my body and my breathing in order to subconsciously communicate to them, breathe, take a moment, okay? Again, that's at a much higher level, so I'm not really going to cover that today. I did want you to understand, though, a couple things. One, there are three levels to building rapport, and two, here's where you start, okay? All right, so matching. Again, it's where you match their movements. So if they fold their arms, you do. OK, 
okay? If they put their arms behind their back, you do. Okay, let's say you're in a networking uh, meeting and they're leaning on one foot. You do too, okay? This tells their subconscious brain that you are alike, you're similar, you have common ground, okay? This is the absolute quickest way to build rapport. Um, I use this a ton, especially when I'm in those kind of networking, kind of introducing yourself moments, right? Um, one thing that I like to do, and this is more of a, um, a crossover moment, but let's say I'm talking to somebody and there's some resistance there for some reason. Maybe I can tell because they have their arms crossed in front of them, right? And so I want them to open up and answer some questions, right? So what I'll do is um, when it's my turn to speak, I will fold my arms across my, my chest and I will ask my question, as I get towards the end of my question, I will put my arms behind my back, okay? Now, subconsciously, this cues their subconscious brain to open up. And I, I tell you, every time I do this, what happens is, now, they may not put their arms down, but many times they do. However, what typically happens when I use this method is that they do begin to open up. So it's my subconscious, nonverbal way of inviting them to open up. Okay? I, I promise you, if you practice that one, you're going you're gonna to see it and you're going to go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? All right. Another thing that you can do is um, posture. Okay, so if you're standing with another person or even if they're sitting, uh, you can match their, the, the angle of their spine, right? Are they standing tall or are they slouching? Is their head up or is their head down? Okay, gestures. So you can match their gestures in a precise and subtle way, not glaring or obvious, okay? And you do this when you speak, not when they are speaking. Okay, again, remember what I said about the, the arms crossed? When they are speaking, you want to show them that you are listening. Then you can do some sort of matching their gestures when it's your time to talk. Okay? Um, facial expression. So you can match their expressions such as, you know, are they raising their eyebrows? Are they frowning? Are they smiling? Are they blinking? Right? Do they blink fast or do they blink slow? Do they laugh a lot? Now, here's my word of caution. Don't be annoying. <laughs> don't be annoying. You don't have to match everything they do. And please do not try to match their style of laughter or do not match their accent, okay? You want to be genuine. Don't be a jerk, okay? They can tell that too. So as you're going through this, you're not going to practice all of these. I'm just giving you examples to try, okay? So when you begin to practice this, pick one thing, okay? So you might want to pick facial expressions. You might want to pick posture. You might want to pick blinking. Whatever it is, just pick one thing to notice and to practice. 
And when you become really good at that one, then you can pick another one from the list, okay? All right, so how do you know when you have rapport? Well, you're gonna be able to notice things in their actions and their body language, okay? Sometimes their words actually will tell you that too, but the body is more honest than words. The body operates at a subconscious level, so when they shake or nod their head, this indicates what they really feel. So listen to the body over the words they think they should say in the moment, okay? That's really important because some people get really caught up in what's the right answer, what does my coach want me to say? When in reality, if you follow their, their bodily cues, you can tell, okay, they're, they're here with me or mm, they're maybe not, okay? So I'm gonna share with you some things that you might notice. They're really subtle, so you have to pay attention, okay? But I'm hoping that once I'm just telling you about all of this, that it's gonna key you into them a little bit more and um, you'll be able to see these, all right? So feelings, how do you know you have rapport? Well, you yourself might have uh, butterflies or anticipation or excitement within yourself, right? This is your brain using what's called mirror neurons to catch their feelings. So you're in this interaction and all of a sudden your feelings start to change, right? When you notice your feelings change, maybe you get more excited or maybe you're anxious, I don't know. Key into this because it's you noticing and catching their feelings. So if you notice, oh my gosh, I've, I've got this excitement in me, I, I might say something to my coachee as, oh, I can tell you're really excited, okay? That's how you know you have rapport, okay? Um, another way is skin tone. So when a person is stressed, their blood rushes to their vital organs, and this makes their skin tone seem lighter than usual, okay? When a person is less stressed or excited or feeling safe, the blood returns to their skin, and it makes their skin have a, a darker tone, okay? It's very subtle, but it's a telltale sign that you have rapport, okay? Um, verbally, sometimes they might say something like, wow, I can tell we're really going to hit it off, right? Or I just love talking to you. Don't discount these statements. Take them for what they are. It's rapport, okay? You're being invited into that person's life to help and serve them, okay? Um, also, reaction time. As someone is warming up to you, the reaction time is going to become quicker, Okay, so just think about that. When you feel safe, you spend less time thinking about your words or reactions, okay? When you're not sure about a person or a situation, you spend a half second more to think about what you should say or do. It's a split second, but your subconscious mind processes it. And if you're keyed in, you'll notice that your coachee's reaction time, it, it gets quicker, okay? Celebrate your ability to build rapport with this person, okay? All right, so I, I know probably somebody on the line is saying, Michelle, oh my goodness, I never knew this before. Why didn't I know this? Well, why would you, <laughs> okay? 
you don't know what you don't know, right? But now that you're more aware and the more you practice this, the more that you're going to notice it, okay? You'll walk around and notice these things and you're going to go, oh my gosh, I see it everywhere. Now, I know from my own experience, you can use it not only with your coaches, you can use this in a sales conversation. Um, you can use this getting to know a new friend. Um, I've used this with my husband, and he doesn't know. I'm not going to key him into that either. <laughs> it works for me. Um, and I definitely use it with my children. Okay? Remember, this is ethical influence, not manipulation. Use your superhero powers for good. Okay? Now, you might feel like you don't know where to start. So let me give you a few tips to get going. Okay? So, so voice. Um, I'm not talking about the words that they use, although you could use those words, but it's really about the the tone, okay? So uh, I know many people who are in the coaching world, they do coaching through um, digital means, um, mostly through phone call. So it's really, really important to understand how do you apply these things when it comes to uh, not being able to see the person, okay? So you can match and mirror the person's voice, okay? 84% of verbal communication is about tone, and 16% is about the words, okay? So you want to match their tone and paraphrase their words, okay? So, uh, for example, uh, when I host a speaking engagement or I do a training, I usually tell people that quoting me is helpful, and I might even tell you a couple of times to actually write something down. But the thing that helps me the most is to write down, you know, any thoughts or feelings or ideas that might pop into your head when I talk. Now, why do I say that? I don't want them to focus on just the 16% of my communication that, that's words. I want them to focus on 100% of what I'm sharing, my words and the tones that I use. So you can take what you need and leave the rest, okay? Now, what about pitch? Okay, pitch of their voice. Some people naturally talk higher, some people talk lower, or speed. Some people are fast talkers and some people are naturally slower, okay? So outgoing and reserved folks you can match their speed. Oftentimes when I'm working with a very outgoing client on the phone, I find it exhausting at times because I'm more of a reserved person. And so um, it takes a lot to key into their very fast talking and also to respond in that way, okay? Um, what about the, the quality of their voice? Do they articulate? Do they speak loud or soft, okay? I am naturally a, a slower speaker with a lower tone, and I articulate in a more pronounced fashion than many of my counterparts. However, I have learned how to pick up speed and change my articulation when talking to other people, right, in an authentic, genuine way in order to open the door and get to know them, okay? All right, so we're nearing the end of our call. So a call to action for you today, practice, 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 and be intentional. I highly suggest that you pick one of these ideas or tips to work on. So focus on one thing, and I would say for a good three weeks, okay? 
When you're done, just choose another one from the list. Okay, you want to get so good you don't have to think about this anymore. So if you want to accelerate your learning, try practicing and rating yourself on a 1 to 10 rating, right, of 1 being uh, I forgot <laughs> and 10 being, oh, man, I completely rocked that, right? So let's say you're going to have a, a, an interaction with a coaching client, and um, afterwards you say, okay, 1 to 10, how, how did I do with, with this rapport building, okay? Um, and then you ask yourself, what will help that number go higher? I promise you when you ask yourself that question, an answer will come, and whatever comes to you is your plan of attack, okay? Um, you may want to keep a logbook of your uh, intentional and regular reflections, right? Don't make it complicated, okay? It's something simple but regular. You know, it could just be a, a sheet of paper on a notepad, um, whatever. Don't, don't, like, create an Excel spreadsheet or anything. Just keep, keep track of it, okay? Um, and have somebody in your life that you can kind of check in with to make sure that you're learning, okay? If you're a coach, I highly recommend you get your own coach. If you're a professional coach, it is imperative, as the ethical guidelines in our field tell us, that you have your own coach. I do. Every Saturday at 6.30 in the morning, you'll find me on the phone with my coach, okay? It's that important, okay? Now, the last thing is um, a quick way to kind of get it set in your head is by teaching somebody else. So if you want, you know, on your way to making a plan and practicing and reflecting, um, sometime today, pull aside somebody who you think might be interested and said, say, hey, man, can I share with you what I just learned on this call this morning? And can I practice? Okay? Because the quickest way to learn about building rapport is to teach it then practice it, then reflect on it, and if you're doing it in a group, that's even better, okay? I hope this added value to you today. I hope it got you thinking. I hope it got you excited to try this. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing from several of you who, who reach out to me regularly and say, oh, this is how I did it, um, and this is how it worked out for me. Um, as always, you can you know, reach me at michelle at girl.one.com. Um, enjoy your day. It's, it's a beautiful day here in Michigan. I hope it's beautiful where you are. Um, get out and, and enjoy some sunshine if you can today. So uh, a little bit of a different ending for you today. I was really thinking about how could I end this call, but here is my, my sort of blessing to you. May you be filled with curiosity about others, able to notice their feelings, emotions, and beliefs, and become even more efficient and productive as you change your small part of the world. Awesome. I release you out into the wild. Go forth. Uh, have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.